Has the story of your love life taken an unexpected plot twist? Well, this is the podcast that helps millennials rewrite the story of their love life by learning simple strategies for starting and maintaining a healthy relationship. Through candid and unscripted conversations, we provide tools to help navigate the twists and turns of dating and relationships. Are you ready to flip the script on your love life? If so, sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy another episode of the Love Unscripted Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Love Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Wilson, and this is the podcast where we have unscripted conversations with millennials about relationships and dating. So I hope you guys are having a great start to your week. Hopefully you're up and ready to get this day started. And we just appreciate everybody who's taken time to listen to the podcast over these last few weeks. The theme of this season is upgrade. And our primary goal and objective is to first upgrade ourselves so that we could potentially be better for our next relationships. And we've been giving simple tools and strategies all season, very doable action steps for how you can actually better yourself first. Because y'all know I love to preach self-love and self-love is where it starts. And then the love that is within us can be shared and given to other people in a safe way. So that's what we've been doing this week. We've had some amazing guests, some amazing conversations, and I'm just excited to keep this one going. I don't even know how long I wanna keep this season going, but it's been just really impactful for me. Um, I've really taken heart to what Amber said uh, a couple of weeks ago about trying to get organized. And I'm trying to organize my life so that I can be in a better headspace mentally and physically to be able to share all the love that I have within myself. So today I am not alone. I have another amazing guest who's going to join us this week. Let me go ahead and get them in here. Hey. What's up? Hey, how are you? So go, so go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Hey, y'all. I am Renee Watkins. Um, I do everything. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I am a mom. Um, mainly, I do. I teach yoga. Um, I am a event coordinator, doula, jewelry maker. Just I do everything, literally. Cool. See, it, I'm telling you, there's nothing people can't do. Serial entrepreneurship is like on the rise. I'm trying not to get into too many different things, but okay. it, once you get the bug, it's like it takes over. Like your mind just starts. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I think it's because I'm also a Gemini and I'm a middle child. So it's kind of like. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You can get your hands on everything. So, yeah. I, so we're going to go ahead and, and spend a little time getting to know Renee. We have a segment where it's get to know the guest. So I have three very short questions that I'm going to get up in your business a little bit, but not mm -hmm. too personal. So okay. th this first question. Um, I know COVID has been running rampant and everybody has been spending more time inside. So mm -hmm. what would you say have been some of the top shows that are on your binge watching list? Oh, my God. Criminal Minds, y'all. Criminal Minds and Supernatural. I watched, watched both from episode one, season one. Okay. And that's been pretty fun. <laughs> like, But that's it. Like, I'm not really a, a big TV person, but right. Criminal Minds and Supernatural have been... They've been on my list. Yeah. Listen, I'm a big Criminal Minds fan. I still mm -hmm. haven't watched all the seasons, but I like if it's on, I'll watch it. I'll stop yeah. and watch it. Um, 
I just can't watch it with my wife around because she gets a little nervous. She's like, anything can happen to anybody. <laughs> right? Like, it's like, oh, like, this is what you should do in that situation. So, yeah, no, she should watch it, actually, for that reason. Cool, cool. Criminal Mind. And you said it's called Supernatural? All right, question, question number two. Now that winter is also here, what is your favorite wintertime beverage? Do I have one? Because I hate winter. I don't think I have one. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I have one. I just hate being here. <laughs> it's cold and we're stuck in the house. Like, it's the worst thing ever. Okay. Um, so so what would you say your fav one of your favorite drinks are in general? Um, Pure apple juice. It's like Ooh. real apple juice. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, people think I'm crazy for liking apple juice. They start to say, yo, you're too old to be liking apple juice. I'm like, there's no. never an age limit on yeah. apple. It's no, like, especially if you have a good organic apple juice. Like, it's the best thing ever. Right, yeah. right. Uh, hey, at least you didn't say eggnog. I've been having beef with people, <laughs> with people who say eggnog is their favorite drink. I'm like... I'm I don't think I've you. ever even had eggnog. It's just the fact that it's it's eggnog. Like it just doesn't <laughs> sound good. And it comes in a, and it comes in a, a a carton. It's like I yeah, know. yeah. I don't know who I don't know who those people are. We'll let you guys have that one. And question number three. So COVID has kind of prevented many of people from being able to travel the way they'd like to. There's so many restrictions, it almost is impossible to go to a destination and actually enjoy yourself without the excess rules and regula regulations. So mm -hmm. once all of this thing kind of clears up and it's safe to go back outside, where would be the first place you'd love to travel to? Ocho Rios, Jamaica. Ooh. Because it's okay. very specific, but not a lot of people, I mean, a lot of tourists go to the outskirts. I want to go to Ocho Rios because it's just as pretty, but it's super laid back because nobody goes there. Definitely, definitely. So my wife's family is actually from Ocho Rios. So, so you see what I mean? You know what I mean then? It's definitely. beautiful there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and listen, the island is just beautiful. It's a different vibe. I don't care what mm -hmm. no one's going to Once you get outside of America... And mm -hmm. on that island, it's mm -hmm. it's a different vibe. You feel it. Yeah. So it's like so black. <laughs> I love it there. It's so black. <laughs> like the flow on I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, the, the richness and variety of melanin is is mm -hmm. not lacking. Especially yeah. in the airport. You get in there, you're like, it's like okay, okay. I've never seen these type of black people before. Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I so, love it. So that's a little bit about Renee. Um, we're going to go ahead and transition into the next segment, and that's Love It or Shove It, which is everyone's favorite segment. And Love It or Shove It is the segment of the show where I'm going to provide a dating situation or scenario, and our guest is going to let us know whether they love it, which means they agree with it, or shove it, which means they disagree. All mm -hmm. right, so you ready? Mm -hmm. All right, so this is before COVID, of course. Dating used to be thought of just a one-on-one -on -one singular activity that you um, go on with someone you're interested in in order to get to know them a little better, find out more about them and kind of determine your compatibility level. But there is a group of people who like to do the group dating thing. They love to go bowling. They love to go skating. They like to date in a group where the attention isn't solely on just two people, but there's a combination of influences. We all have different friend groups and the blending of them adds a different variety and brings out a different personality in the person that we're potentially dating. So Renee, 
Do you love or shove the model of group dating? I hate it. Like I'm <laughs> shoved it when you first said it. I was like, shove it. Like, no. oh boy. So, so tell me about this. Why, why do you shove it? Because if we're if we're supposed to be dating each other, we should be dating each other. Meaning, we should be getting to know each other alone, like not with our friends. Now, like, I mean, so is this like a new date, like a potential potential partner, or is this like something we've we've been knowing each other? Like, I don't. Maybe so I should I'm ask. starting to see it be on the first date. Yeah, no, like no. Okay. No. I, I can understand that. I can understand that. But I've also heard after looking at some of the threads that people don't want someone who is not as social as them. And so in a one-on-one uh, situation, they're maybe a little worried that they may be good one-on-one, but in a social extroverted sense, they may not want to engage the way they do because that's part of their lifestyle. They're very out there. They have a lot of friends, that kind of thing. But if that's who they are, you can't, that's not going to change forces them, forcing them into like a situation where like me, I'm an envyvert. So I have my moments when I like people, but for the most part, I don't want to be in a group of people. And so if we go on a date and I'm here with your brother and your best friend and your mom and your dad, like, I'm going to be annoyed. Like, I don't want to be here <laughs> and I'm going to act like I don't want to be there. Like, I hate these people. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I shove it as well. I don't think yeah. it's a good idea on these first ones. I mean, no, it's I like. You really, it's it's almost more about the event than the person. It and is. If you're, yeah. you're going to get to know the person a little better, it can be difficult. It Like, especially if you have friends or family who have big personalities, mm-hmm. it almost kind of shadow, overshadows them. You don't really get to see and think about it. They also are now trying to impress somebody else, trying to mm-hmm. make sure that they don't seem awkward or out of the loop. And it just and it's can, awkward. Right. <laughs> it creates an unfair dynamic and a, a not true to life kind of dynamic. So, mm-hmm. so you guys let us know down in the comment section whether or not you love or shove this new model of dating that is a group dating style. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and get this great conversation rolling. We're going to go ahead into the next segment and let me go ahead and set it up this way. COVID and the time we're in right now has created a lot of difficulty um, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially. It has caused a lot of people to be more stressed and more depressed than we have seen in past years. Mm-hmm. And so many people are looking for and striving to find some kind of quick remedy to make me feel better, to um, resolve my fa- financial problems. There's a lot of trying to find a, a remedy in a quick way. But so many people are falling flat and falling short when they find out that these quick uh, get rich quick or these uh, one drug fits all, one size fits all method for trying to find that peace in the midst of a crazy life storm. So we're going to talk a little bit about inner peace, finding Mm -hmm. inner peace. What does it look like? So first and foremost, Renee, when you hear inner peace, what comes to mind? What are some thoughts you have? Um, interviews, I just say it, it's it's you being okay with you. And so a lot of people will say, oh, I don't care what somebody else says about me. But then the moment they're put in a place where they are the topic of a negative conversation, they fold. But if you're okay with yourself, your favorite person in the world can be like, I fucking hate you. Sorry. No, no, they can say I hate you. (laughs) They can say I hate you. (laughs) They can say I hate you, and you're still okay with you. Like whatever decisions you make, whoever you are, you're gonna be okay with with exactly that, without 
having any any regrets about who you are. Mm-hmm. And and what's funny is during this time, I hear a lot of people saying, "Find inner peace. Find." a way to disconnect and or distract yourself from everything that's going on. And, and that's not always easy. What do you think are some of the common potential roadblocks, whether it's for you or friends or anything, anybody that you've heard to finding that inner peace? What are some of the roadblocks? Listening to people who don't know what they're talking about. Like when, when people are like, hey, you need to disconnect. Shut up. You don't even know what that means to you. <laughs> they, they, a lot of people get on the and they listen to these these um instagram celebrities because that's what they are and these people don't know anything about anything right and so i can't tell you hey like joseph you need to disconnect so you can be okay with yourself when you probably are one of the people who needs to actually interact with people so that you don't focus on all the negative things that are going on in 2020 like we just don't want to focus on 2020 right and then sometimes you need to actually focus on what's going on so you can get to the root of your stress or of your depression so you can understand how to deal with it moving forward. And then sometimes some people just need to go to sleep. It's like, <laughs> like take a nap. <laughs> it's okay to take a nap. <laughs> Naps are underrated. People just, just, they say because we're older, we're supposed to grind, grind, grind. Listen, some of the mm-hmm. best moments of my life happened during a nap. <laughs> Listen, I think I've survived 2020 because I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to go and lay down for a little bit. Like, I'm going to go lay down. Like, that's, that's it. But no, I, I just think people... People mess themselves up trying to listen to other people who they think have it right. So you just got to listen to yourself and you have, you know, you more than you know anybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. And so ask yourself qualifying questions like what triggered you? What made you upset? Like get, get there, start there. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to do this one thing and it's going to make me happy. No, because if you haven't handled the issue, then it's going to keep coming up. Definitely. And I like mm-hmm. the fact that you went an individualized route. That's really mm-hmm. important because there is no one-stop shop for how to fix problems. Right. We're all so unique. We all have these different elements about us that are unique to us. Like there's only mm-hmm. one of us in the world. There's no other version of us walking around. So the mm-hmm. solution and what we need is going to be different depending on what we're going through. So Renee, for you, what does inner peace look like? How do you how do you go about uh, obtaining that for you? I, I take naps. Like I'm so, when I say that because I for one before COVID started I was already a homebody, um, but now like I was a homebody who was okay with going when I felt like moving. <laughs> like can't do that anymore, and so now it's kind of like I have kids. I have a 13 year old and a nine year old. I don't know if y'all know anything about like teenage girls they're demons right and so <laughs> whereas i want to leave it's kind of like you know what i'm gonna go take a nap <laughs> on my side of the house y'all do that or i have um self-care sundays where um throughout the week i'm running like all day like from the moment i wake up to the to the time my body says go to sleep but on sunday i purposely don't do anything on sundays because this is my day like so if i feel like i'm gonna sleep all day or if i feel like i'm gonna do yoga all day or i'm gonna sit in the bathtub all day this is my day. Like, no, you can't come over. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going out with you unless it's for food. Right. But other than that, like you have to, you have to lit- literally schedule time for yourself. And like I said, whether that be a nap, whether it be to be lazy or just have a day, you have to do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it's intentional. 
It's not just a, well, this is the time that I have. Let me do this self-care routine. No, you've thought ahead of time. You've evaluated your schedule and you picked a time that you have dedicated to say, hey, this is me time Mm -hmm. where I'm going to get a chance to relax, recharge and reconnect with myself. Mm -hmm. That's super important for me. One of the things I love to do is to walk outside. Like I love being out in nature. Mm-hmm. That helps me kind of, I, I need sun. Like I, yeah. I need the sun. We to, all need it. To feel like recharged and re-energized. And like like you said, like now that COVID is here, a lot of people are inside a lot more. Like mm-hmm. I do counseling sessions in my in my room. Like I don't have to right. leave where normally I would <laughs> go out and I get out and I have to do this process, but I'm I, but the good thing is I have more opportunity to practice self-care mm-hmm. and, and reconnecting with myself. So you mentioned that you do yoga. So mm-hmm. I personally love yoga. I'm, I'm a beginner. I'm trying okay. to get into it. I have been on this journey of trying to figure out different ways to get involved into the yoga circle. So first and foremost, what is yoga for those who may be I say so there's there's different parts to yoga. So the, the yoga that everybody sees is a physical practice. Um so it's basically you connecting your breath to your body and movement. So are they like if you were to say um body weight, right? So you're moving your own body weight. It's like weightlifting, but it's on your own body weight. Um but a deeper practice of it, it's like a it's a more mental practice, like kind of um calming your body so you can do certain things, not just on your mat, but in life. And so yeah, that's okay. what yoga. Yeah. So, so who can actually do yoga? Everybody who has breath. So, literally, every even if I'm not flexible. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Those even if favorite. I'm taller than average. That's those actually my favorite people are tall, stiff people. <laughs> like I love it because their their transformation is so beautiful. Because tall people, I think I'm no no offense to any tall people. Tall people are like they're awkward. In their bodies, because I think it's I think it's them trying to shrink themselves, trying to look smaller than what they are, and it like shows in their joints. Mm-hmm. And so, like when we have them in class and we we get them to loosen up, I think their their transformations are my favorite. Right, and and I'm trying to trying to walk people through this because people tell me all the time, like I'm trying to really push yoga, but they're mm-hmm. like, well, I can't possibly do it because of this. I'm too tall, or because I'm not flexible enough, or um, I, I, I haven't started, I haven't done any type of physical exercise ever. I don't want to get out there and not, and, and look bad. But what I'm hearing you say is that anybody, as long as you have breath, you can get out there and, and do that. That's literally what I'm saying. And like those excuses, I, on my Instagram page, I have it blocked where you can't say those things specifically. I wish I could show you right now. Cause it's so funny. So like people are like, Oh, I'm stiff. That's the whole purpose of you going to yoga or I'm fat. Like you can lose weight doing yoga or I'm this and I'm that and I need to lose weight. And I'm like, do you lose weight before you go to the gym? Like, do you have all of these excuses when you go to the gym? Like, if you're going to do it, just do it. Come on. And so, no, like literally anybody can do yoga. Anybody like from small kids to old people, like come to class, do a class. So what are some of the benefits of doing yoga? Um, outside of your physical body, you can, I mean, well, you can tone, you can gain weight, you can lose weight. Um, but for me, I think when I started, it was for the physical 
um, aspect of it. But then I noticed the mental because I was like such a hothead again. I said I was a Gemini and I'm a middle child, so it could be explosive. But <laughs> I noticed that um, some of the poses that I started doing with yoga were super hard. Like, I don't know why I started that way, but I would get really frustrated. And those poses taught me to like breathe. Like, you can't do it if you're not breathing. And so I took that unknowingly, like unconsciously into everyday life where in a normal situation where I would just like, be really pissed off and I would be reactive because I was pissed off. I would be like, you know what? You done pissed me off. Let me breathe about it. And so mm-hmm. taking a conscious breath before I react to every situation helped me kind of like downplay a lot of things and calm myself down. Um, and so I, I think that is my favorite part of yoga. That's probably the main reason I started teaching was for the mental aspect of it. Okay. So, and that's one of the things I also want to talk about. A lot of the misconceptions are around that yoga is just the physical part. It's, mm-hmm. it's what we see everyone doing on Instagram, the bending, the poses, the stretches, but there's also a mental side that mm-hmm. has benefit. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it possible to, I guess, try to, so there's two parts. Does yoga have to be done together as far as the mental part and the physical part? What if you just want to try to get into the mental framework or the mental mindset to be able to transition into that physical aspect of yoga? Is that possible? Yeah. Um, the, what's the saying, um, treat like people, like you want to be treated. That's a part of yoga, like being good to other people, other things. Um, it's an eight limb path where it focuses on the way you deal with certain situations. So one of my favorites is, I think people should use on social media, if it's not bothering you, why do you care? Hmm. That's that's yoga. <laughs> like, so say for instance, if I seen you like spitting on the ground or somebody else would be like, oh my God, you're gross. But then if you're practicing yoga, you'll be like, okay, he's spitting on the ground. He's not hurting me. He's not hurting someone else. And he's not hurting himself. Leave it alone. But some people don't recognize that but that's a part of yoga like putting your energy in a place where it deserves or even breathing correctly most of us breathe the wrong way so is you if you inhale your chest rises your belly fills exhale your chest falls your belly becomes flat again right, right a lot of people right. are reverse breathers and so instead of letting your really? belly be flat yeah instead of letting your belly be flat on your exhale people let their belly fill up and it doesn't even make sense <laughs> now that I just told you that, you just try to do it. You're like, I was breathing wrong, right? And so a lot of people don't know that that's yoga. Like you breathing is yoga. You breathing properly, or uh, most a lot of yogis, not me. <laughs> They're vegans and vegetarians. I sorry. Um, and and basically that practice is being good to other things and other people. If you're killing an animal to eat it, that's not being good to other things. Hmm. It's murder. And so like me, I don't like spiders. So if I see a spider, I am going to kill it. That's not practicing yoga. That's actually really mean, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can you can practice the mental parts of yoga and not do the physical. But if you're being good to your body, you, you do want to practice a physical, you want to have a physical practice. Right. So I mm-hmm. love it because the individualism of it is what I really want people to hear because- mm-hmm. There is no one size fits all. How you go about doing this is going to be different and Mm -hmm. you have the potential to get some great benefits from it. So 
So like we were talking about earlier, we're in a, a space, a mental head space, physical space, monetary space where everyone's trying to do stuff quick to get quick results. Mm -hmm. So what type of consistency do you need to have with yoga in order to be able to take full advantage of the benefits that come with it? For the physical practice, I would say that you need to be doing that at least three or four times a week. Um, everything else, you need to practice that every single day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So for someone who may be, here's what I can hear. I've heard this before. Okay. I've done this for two weeks and I'm no more loose, flexible than I was before. This isn't working. <laughs> what would be your encouragement for that person who may be looking for that quick fix as far as being able to get flexible really quick. So now they can start posting on Instagram that they're doing these bins. Like what encouragement <laughs> would you give to them? Give it 21 days or longer. So it, it takes 21 days to create a habit. Um, it takes about 60 days for you to notice the change in your own body. It takes about 30 days for somebody else to notice the change in your body. So. Okay. That's not so and they had just had to be consistent. I think that's a, a lot of what's going on. People see stuff. And if it doesn't happen right away, then they're like, oh, that was a scam. Or, They'll be like, I've been doing yoga for a year. And it's like, how often do you do it? Once a week? You haven't actually done yoga <laughs> for a year. <laughs> like you, you did it for a few months because nothing's going to change there. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and the more you do something, the better you become at it. And like we said, this is for the purpose of that inner peace, being able mm -hmm. to go deeper within yourself. It's not trying to be just a quick fix because here's what a lot of people do. A lot of people use other methods as almost a distraction or a, like a, a get a quick drug to deal with the inner, a deeper problem. Yeah. And yeah. it's not going to work that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Cause I, I can only imagine how, how bad addiction has gotten in, in the year 2020. Like, let's just say the 20, the year alone has been bullshit, right? And so there were people already self-medicating because they were dealing with their everyday problems. But then you throw 2020 on top of you not liking your mom, <laughs> like you needing to leave your husband and you not liking your kids because that's a thing, right? And then you throw 2020 on top of it. I can only imagine what people are doing to themselves. Like I can only imagine, right? right? The type of therapy every person in the world is going to need after this year and the like the remnants of this year are, are past. Like that therapy, like everybody should do yoga at this point. I think it should be the law. <laughs> Just do yoga. Just do and yoga. listen, I have an idea to try to do especially when COVID allows us to start meeting and doing conferences again, I want to incorporate yoga into the conferences I do because mm -hmm. I'm seeing, and especially from other therapists, I'm meeting other therapists who incorporate yoga into their whole process. And it's working magic for people yeah. uh, in ways that we didn't think before. So mm -hmm. I'm really like, that's why I wanted to do this episode to get people exposed to it other than what we see on social media, because social media, um, it's only part of the the picture. It's, mm -hmm. it's not always true to life. And I think it's always good to be able to have a little insight from the people who practice it and teach it very regularly so we can get rid of some of those misconceptions. Right. So, yeah. so 
So we're going to go ahead and transition into our flip the script segment. And flip the script is where our guest is going to share a simple tool or strategy for how to deal with or manage a challenge we talked about in this episode. So Renee, here's your question. Someone mm -hmm. may, be, may be listening and say, hey, I haven't really given this inner peace thing a shot for real. I, I really want to be able to have real inner peace, not the, um, the, the quick dose of it, but I want it to be like a lifestyle. So what is one thing they can do to start their inner peace journey? I would say practice pranayama breathing. It's a, one of the eight limb paths of yoga and it's basically just breathing. Like, so um, one of my favorite types of pranayama is a square breath. And so you inhale for four seconds, you hold your breath for four seconds, you exhale for four seconds, and then you hold it for another four seconds. And you keep doing that until you force yourself to calm down. Um, of course, you can do longer breaths. So like you can do a longer inhale, shorter hold, longer exhale, short hold. Um, but just breathing, it, it all starts with your breath. It all starts with your breath. Like if you're upset, you notice how you are, um, you get shortness of breath and your heart rate speeds up. If you're calm, you have a resting heart rate. And so the easiest way to get there is to breathe. And so if that means you need to inhale through your nose and out of your nose or inhale through your nose and out of your mouth, it makes it so much easier. So just breathe, start with your breath. All right, guys, and there you guys have it. Renee, thank you for joining us this week. And please let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Everywhere at I am Renee Watkins. That's my website. That's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, yeah, we ain't gonna worry about Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere else. <laughs> all right. And I will put all that information down in the show notes. So I thank all of you for listening this week. Please head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Podcast, and go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review. And if you're in podcast land, please head on over to YouTube to Love Unscripted HD. And that's where you can see the video for this wonderful episode. So we thank you guys for being with us, having this great conversation. And we will see you guys in the next one. Peace.